Welcome to the show, your ultimate playlist podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. I'm Dietrich. And I'm Taj. All right. So let's go ahead and get started here. So if this, if this is your first time joining us, just a quick little rundown of what we do here. So side A, we have a topic and we pick our favorite song, our favorite choice track based on that topic. And then side B is an album that was selected by one of the hosts on the previous episode. And we discussed that album uh, in detail. So anyway, um, let's go ahead, DJ Montage, drop that needle on side A. <laughs> All right. So the topic for this episode is songs that make you think about living in a city or city living. Kind of really what it what that means to you. Um, I, I think when I came up with the topic, I think I was just kind of driving around and, uh, you know, I live in Austin and I think I just saw the, the you know, city skyline. Um, and, and then, you know, I was going back and listening to some of my favorite songs. And then I thought, man, that would be a pretty good topic. So uh, everybody else agreed. And so here we are, uh, our favorite song based on the theme of city living. And the song that I picked is actually called No Pity in the Naked City by Jackie Wilson. So I don't know when I first ever heard the song. I feel like it might have been uh, on a greatest hits album of Jackie Wilson. Who knows when I first heard it, but it's always a song that's resonated with me. Uh, the song came out in 1965 and it was on his album called Soul Time. Um, if you don't know who Jackie Wilson is, definitely look him up. He was known as Mr. Excitement and uh, has one of the greatest soul R&B voices, I think, of all time. Um, his most famous hit was probably Higher and Higher, I think, that was, I, I, as far as I can recall. But um, anyway, we're not talking about that song. We're talking about No Pity and The Naked City. To me, that city embodies what city living can be like. The vocals are, are they're, they're on fire. They're incredible. The range. Um, I, I really enjoy the lyrics uh, and, and just talking about, you know, what it's like to be in a city and how... Sometimes it's uh, it can be a pretty depressing place and a very lonely place and um, a very unforgiving place. Uh, but his vocals still kind of energizes the song. And it's not a depressing song, but if you listen to lyrics, it, it certainly could be. Um, but anyway, yeah, um, that's my song. No pity in the naked city. What do you guys think? I think it was an awesome song. Like I. I hadn't heard it before. I totally get that that vibe, and and it, it it's yeah. I get that loneliness in the in the city. Like that song, you know, matches that tone perfectly. Where it's like, you know, there's just too many people. They're not gonna care because that there's just no no pity in the city. Because like it's yeah, everybody has a story, and it just makes you hard and bitter. <laughs> so. But yeah, that was, you know, cream of the crop, city living for sure. So. Cool. Nice. Um, I was going to say that's that 
that's that rock bottom kick a man on the side of the road type song. <laughs> you, know, you see a guy asking for change and you throw him with your pizza crust <laughs> type situation. Like, damn. Um, yeah, that's that's hard living right there. That's um that's one of those where you're like the gutter of the city at like three o'clock in the morning, it's raining, you're not supposed to be out, but you are and you're walking around and you're seeing all the things you're not supposed to see and you're scared to walk around by yourself type situation and like when you let your life go to shit that's that's the song that you play while you're sipping on the last beer you could buy before they kick you out so that's where i'm coming from and that's how i feel about it and that definitely hit um hit a place in the heart it was like damn yeah that, that's that rock bottom music right there right yeah it, and and for sure i mean for me i feel like the song's more like metropolitan city so my personal experience, like I lived in Chicago for like six months and then I lived in, you know, OC part of Orange County, uh, you know, north of uh, south of L.A. And so like L.A. is like a big city, but like unless you're downtown, it's not a lot of tall buildings, whereas like downtown Chicago, where I was like it, there's alleyways and stuff. And then like even as you move out, like all the buildings are at least five, seven stories tall, you know, and, and it's like that. You know, with, it it felt like more metropolitan city like like thing, and because yeah, because there's a lot of places where you could just end up and nobody nobody notices you, <laughs> or you yeah. see stuff and, and and you're like, you know, is that just a jacket laying there or is that a person? But I don't have time, so I'm just gonna keep moving. So. Just well, keep walking. Just keep walking. Yeah. Let your person keep walking. <laughs> right. And I mean, are you guys familiar with Jackie Wilson that much? Yes. All right. You guys, uh, what do you guys think of his his vocals on this song? Jackie hit the spot. Like it, it's almost sounding like he's laughing at it the way that he's coming across because he, he like almost looks like he lived it and knows it. <laughs> it was almost like a firsthand, uh, you know, recollection of a situation. So, you know, he definitely has. Jackie's always had a great voice. My mind, um, you know, I don't think he gets a lot of credit for his words for being a famous artist. But he definitely hit the wall on this spot. Like you can feel the pain in the voice, even when he's trying to smile through it. You know what I'm saying? He, he, it, it was not much of a smile there. It's kind of like those clowns, smile now, cry later type situation. That's the feeling I got from it. Go for sure. Yeah, it's got really, it's got a really smooth jazz voice. Um, it, it reminds me of somebody else I've heard of too, but I, I know I've heard the name Jackie Wilson, but I don't know his stuff. I don't know his music. So this was, this was really up my alley. The you know, the whole, uh, the background instrumental and just his voice overpowers all, all the instruments, but yeah, it's just, it does kind of, so where it puts me is like the lyrics are all about being in a big city, not being recognized for being at hard times and how hard it could be to like, this is what I, what I got from it, you know, to make, to make it in a big city. Uh, people just overlook you like you guys are just talking about. Um, but uh, it, for me, it's like I, I can picture this like, you know, it's it's a, it's kind of a slow song. Um, it's got a really good pace to it. Just reminds me of a hot summer hanging out with a nice cold beer. <laughs> and uh, being from New York, you know, I've been in New York City a lot in that area. And I could see this being, you know, this playing on a rooftop, New York City, cold beer. It's like 95 degrees, which is not typical of New York City, but 
but yeah, that's that's where it put me. And uh, I don't know, does Jackie Wilson do a lot of like movie stuff? You know, I anybody don't really. I don't really know for for sure. I I just know him more for his music. Yeah, I mean, as far as like his no, well, what I meant was like, has he had a lot of stuff in movies? Oh yeah, or, yeah, okay. he has. I would, I would imagine, yeah, and that's a great voice, excellent, excellent song. Cool, nice. Yeah, I, uh, I picked it, and I, I just like, I wanted to introduce it because I'm like, I wonder if anybody's ever heard this song before because you know it's not, it's kind of a deep dive too, you know, like when you think of Jackie Wilson, you may think of a few songs, but this was not one that I probably would not have known had I not listened to like a, a greatest hits album, and it's one of those that's at the bottom of like a two disc ultimate collection. I'm like, no, this should be at the top. That's how good this song is. So. <laughs> What what is what's like one of his big songs that I would, uh, high, I higher and higher. Keep lifting me, keep yeah. on lifting me, lifting me higher and higher. Oh, that's good. and that's been redone too. Yeah, yeah. Seen it, Dietrich. Woo. Yeah, I'm yeah. <laughs> I get paid to sing. <laughs> yep, I'll play it. I'm joking. They they use it in Ghostbusters too. I was about to say, oh, nice. yes. okay. right? Yeah, with the pink right. ooze and the Statue yeah. of Liberty. <laughs> yep. So. Right. Yeah. Jackie Wilson got the Statue of Liberty moving. Right. Anyway. All right. All right. Well, let's continue. Uh, Damon, what do you got? Uh, so my my pick is uh is based on like how I feel when I'm traveling to big cities. Uh, every time I go back to New York City, I'm from New York, so I live in Austin, <laughs> Texas, but. Even when I moved here. Um, so I lived in New York, and my wife, she's from Long Island, which is close to New York City. So that's why I've gone to the city a lot. But before then, I grew up in, like, Cowtown. So upstate New York, eight hours from the city, is uh, it's all farms. So when I moved here, it was, it was definitely, like, to me, it was, like, a new place. It's Texas, but Austin is not very Texas-y. It is, but it isn't even being the capital. So um, I worked, I worked uh, downtown Austin when I first moved here a couple of years after I, I got here. And so my, my, uh, you know, the feeling I get when I'm in a city area and when I'm doing something new, I'm trying to, you know, advance myself or whatever. Um, it, it, you know, it just, it, it makes me feel like, wow, progression and, you know, modern, I guess like a good, really like a modern feel. Right as opposed to being on a farm or being in the area where there's like tractors and I had Amish people as neighbors. So at one point, uh, so my, my song picks from Coldplay, uh, the, the album is X and Y. The song is speed of sound. And this is this is a huge hit. A lot of the, a lot of uh, Chris Martin's songs and Coldplay, the band, their their stuff's huge. Um, but this this song in particular, Speed of Sound, has um, I think X and Y itself has a little bit of a uh, a story about uh, creationism and development of like just just like societies and and you know moving from one place to another can kind of give you that feeling too. So for me, not just the, of what they were trying to convey in their music, but how it made me feel. I think that Coldplay's music in general gives me a little bit of a, a little, you know, a little bit of a, 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 I guess a positive outlook on things. And so speed of sound 
is one of those songs that that maybe I've listened to when I was uh, you know traveling on on a plane to New York City or coming to Austin and just you know it just feels right. So okay, right. yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I t- yeah. not, I totally didn't get what you were going for with the song. Because right. so what I was thinking of, and I'm going to give like kind of a, an opposite mirror just so I can kind of explain what I was picturing in my head. So um, if you ever, because you guys are in Texas, but if you've ever traveled like between cities where there's like no, between towns where there's like no cities, like it's just open hills. You know, you kind of wonder, like, back in the day, like, if you're on horseback back and there's no roads, like, you're, they're just heels. Like, you're just, <laughs> you're guessing that you're going in the right direction, you know? I mean, there may have been a little dirt trail, but, like, if you were, like, you know, five miles off, you couldn't see the trail, you know, <laughs> necessarily. So, um, this, the reason why I bring that up is because the song, the way... I read the lyrics and even the song itself is it was like imagining like was what was it like to live in a cave and then like what you know if is it similar to living in the city when you see a bunch of birds fly out from underneath like the subway tunnel you know is that like so is is the city just a giant cave and that's what it felt like it felt like a a a commentary on like you know you know you know uh, cavemen you know having to do with living in a cave and stuff like out of it versus a city where you see a bunch of pigeons flying out from underneath the building or like from underneath the subway uh, tunnel so but well, that's you, could, I took it as. you could relate that like what you just said to like i am legend <laughs> you ever seen i am legend <laughs> yeah so there's a lot of fucking birds and bullshit going on <laughs> and it's in a city so uh but that's like that's actually that's kind of what that's the movie it made me think of i think it would have okay. been a really good song maybe in something like that but um yeah in that in that movie that that's kind of what's happening you take a city and then break it down and everybody everybody like is gone and there's wildlife running around of course there's vampires too but yeah that's that's probably <laughs> that's probably taking it a little bit too far but right. yeah I, I i see where you're coming from i think it's uh, so that's that's the beauty of a, a song right sometimes it can be up to your interpretation so sure okay. yeah like your take on it yeah Okay. And uh, let me, I'll say what I got to say. Um, I The song itself, I, I actually like. Um, might surprise maybe you, Damon. Uh, I am a Coldplay fan. Uh, I actually do like Coldplay quite a bit. Uh, oh, I think I knew that, yeah. Uh, yeah. We do share that. Yeah, so there's there's some stuff that we we can agree upon, and and that's one of them. Um, and the song itself, I actually like the song. Uh, wh- whether or not it's a city song, I you know I guess that's up to interpretation. I think for the most part, I, you know I I can I I can hear it as a city song, uh, especially certain parts of the song. You know, like yeah, maybe some of the lyrics don't don't match, but but I think the vibe totally fits that hustle and bustle of like living in a city, you know, like if to me, the song feels like city living, just like fast paced city living. Um, But again, like some of the lyrics may aren't the lyrics are not necessarily about city living, but I feel that the song itself embodies what it's like to live in a, you know, a a sprawling metropolitan. So yeah, you you captured exactly what I was thinking. I mean, I, and so like where I, what I 
think is like music videos aren't really as big as they used to be. But if you were going to do a music video, you might see fast car lights going by a subway. Right. That right. would fit that feel. That's that's kind of where my mind goes. Yeah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, this, I, the song I think is great. It's definitely not my favorite Coldplay song. Um, you know, probably wouldn't even be in my top five, but it definitely is a good song. Um, and and uh, I haven't heard it in a while, but I do like it, and uh, I think it does fit the theme um, very well. So nice, um, yeah. So like, as far as Coldplay songs go, yeah, I don't know if that would be. It is up there and one of my favorites. But uh, for another episode, I'm sure I'll I'll pick out an album that's going to yeah, happen was, at some point. I was just going to say that yeah, it gives you that kid who's never left the country and and gets off the bus in the big city like New York, like downtown, like New York, New York, and and you're seeing all the high rises and all the lights and the glimmer and. And it, it has that big city feel to the song and, and the, the pace and the tempo keeps up with it. And, and I believe that, you know, it definitely can fly. Like I could see a movie where somebody would be like getting off the train or getting off the bus and they're on their own for the first time. And this is what they're experiencing while they're walking through the city and they're seeing it for what it could be. You know, it's all about progress. It's all about promise. It's about your hustle and what you're doing. So that's what I got from the song when I listened to it. And I'm I'm okay with Coldplay. I'm not a, the biggest Coldplay fan. I've got a couple of songs that I love by them, but you know, as far as the band, I think a lot of a lot of the songs kind of sound the same. But in this situation, this song fit for the the aura or the you know the atmosphere for what you were going for. Oh, right on. Yeah, I, that that is a good point too. Like I, I think we're all kind of hitting that point. Is that music is sometimes geared towards uh, I guess a feeling that works in movies. And film is always using music, so um, yeah, definitely. Like that's that's where my mind always goes. I envision a scene or something that you know maybe that's happening in my life or that happened, and if that sounds like it looked to me, then that's where I that's where I go with it. And that's kind of where I went with this song. So, and you've seen Coldplay play, right? I haven't actually. So I haven't seen Coldplay live. And that's a, yeah, yes. right. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, there's a couple big big bands that are on my list that I haven't seen, and I have to, I definitely have to see Coldplay. That's going to be something that I'll probably have to travel for. So, gotcha. Very cool. All right. Well, um, let's see who's next. Diedrich. Yay! Hey, so I'm actually not picked last. I feel good. I feel like a kid playing dodgeball. That's what's up. Um, my pick came from. Well, the song was originally released in 1973 um, off an album called Inner by a remarkable artist, um, an icon in the music industry. But I didn't hear the song until the 80s when my mom actually had the cassette and she would pop it in the car and be running around, running errands, and I would be listening to the album. And this one definitely stuck out in my head because it was kind of like a precursor to what I would be involved in. And it's Living for the City by Stevie Wonder. Living just enough, just enough for the city. Yeah. Um, you know, the album actually got a Grammy for Best R&B album in 1974. But this song is is a, a tribute to those who grew up in um, inner cities and, and racist times, especially those 
like in this in this bench, and it's it's a kid from Mississippi who you know knows hard work because his parents work hard, but when he gets to the city, he gets totally overwhelmed by the city, and because of certain situations that he's naive to, gets involved in stuff, and the next thing you know, he's in drugs, and also gets put away for ten years um, for something that he necessarily didn't commit, but because he didn't know how the system worked, that's just what it was. Um, so I picked this on, like I said, it, whenever my mom would drop my dad off downtown to work, I would see all the buildings that were downtown. Um, and so it would be like one of those things I'd be looking up at the buildings and think this is the big city, not knowing that it was just a part of the city. Like we'd go right back home to the suburbs, which is funny because I didn't grow up in the suburbs. I grew up in uh, South Oak Cliff, well, Pleasant Grove. I spent most of my time in South Oak Cliff and then would transition from Chicago and Detroit back and forth. My parents went back and forth like crazy. So for the fact of I was able to settle down between Dallas and Austin and then finally wind up in Austin and then move out to Pflugerville, where I felt like was farmland. In comparison to Austin and Dallas and everywhere else, it was crazy. But um, definitely saw where, you know, in the story, his dad would work 14 hours and could barely see a dollar. My dad was working 10 to 12 hours a day in situations that it would be times where I would hardly see him. And then he switched to another job um, where he started working for the state. And then I got to see him on a regular basis because he had that set time he didn't have to work over. So it, it kind of worked out for me in that aspect. But um, both of my parents work, grandparents work, everybody worked, grandfather up. So summers would have me go up there and work on the farm. And he would give me a couple of nickels. And I, I thought I was the biggest thing in the world until I go to the corner store and came by. Nothing but a piece of bubble So, But in this situation, whereas I didn't have it as hard as they did, um, I've definitely seen it. I've seen it from my own aspect. I've seen it from family aspects. I've seen where, you know, you can't get work in a particular area because nobody wants to hire you. I've seen cousins who literally would go to drugs and wind up perishing from those drugs, whether in a way to nothing, because they felt like they couldn't get past this. And so, you know, it definitely hit home. It hit hard. And as I know, because of the storyline, you're talking about the city. When I see the city, I see it for what it is. I see a gritty, no holds barred, no love lost type situation, or we call it the streets. I see the streets as the same situation, which is if you get involved or wrapped up in it, you ain't going to come out unless you've got that strong call where you can pull yourself away from it. Because it's just as easily you can get lost in a situation than not. So what do y'all think about that's a real that's a real story, man. That's uh yeah. I I I haven't experienced it as as probably as much as some people, but like kinda like your story, like my sister and my dad and some other people that you know in my family, mainly you know, like my sister and my dad are closest, right? So they uh lived in it. My sister's in a smaller town in New York and my dad was living there too. That's where we grew up, like the you know, country bumpkins, whatever. Uh, and that uh that's not like it is in the city, but like that's a city, but it's a smaller city. Um, my dad moved here and he, you know, he was better, you know, he had passed, he's passed away since, but, um, yeah, there was like drug addiction and stuff like that and influences that didn't need to be there. And, and then you have to search for help. And then there's so much going on that it's like within, within the city itself, there's, everybody's occupied with something that that's, that's like, that's come second to everything. So it's, it's harder. I think when you're in a fast paced place, people are all occupied with their own lives and their own things. And there's always something to do. Uh, it does seem like it's harder. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, 
heart goes out to your family, bro. And uh, yeah, that's that's a good song, man. My cousin actually did artwork for one of his albums. Uh, nice. Years ago, I think in the '90s. Yeah, Stevie Wonder is pretty awesome. I mean, he's a, he's an amazing artist just because he's overcome so much with uh, blindness, you know. So yeah, good pick, man. Thank you. Yeah, and I, you know, I I love the song. I love Stevie Wonder. It's shocking how many episodes in, and I don't think we've picked a Stevie Wonder song yet. Uh, hard to believe, really. Um, and I'm sure maybe one of these days that'll be a choice album for sure. Something from Stevie Wonder. There's got to be. Um, anyway, yeah, no, this has always been one of my favorite, favorite songs by Stevie Wonder, and I'm really glad that you picked it. It's certainly one of the songs that came to mind when, when the, I thought of the theme. You know, that was certainly, uh, you know, on the list. Um, so I'm totally, totally happy that you did it. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, the, the song's incredible. The beat's incredible. The lyrics are incredible. It, it tells a timely story that hasn't changed. And um, yeah, I it just it's, it's a powerful song. And even if you didn't listen to the lyrics and he was just humming it, I'd still be like, this song is awesome. Um, but the lyrics are, you know, just icing on the cake and and, uh, you know, social commentary with with a with a killer hook. You know, it's good stuff for sure. So anyway, or maybe I read it all wrong. I don't know. But it's a great song. It's a yeah, great it's a, you're perfect. Yeah. The, the commentary in between the, 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 the song itself, when you actually hear the, the background, you know, conversations that are going on and, and you hear the guy getting arrested and shut up and says the N word and throws him up and gets the cell and, and, and all this crazy stuff going on in the background. And it's like, damn, it's like you really got to pay attention to what that song is and what he's talking about. And, yeah yeah i mean it's one of those songs like you even if you just heard the beat it'd be great it'd be one of those things where like you're dancing everyone's having a good time like i'm sure there's been scenes like that in a movie it's it, i know i've seen it where people are like oh yeah this is awesome all right yeah and then you start hearing the lyrics like uh you know like, yeah 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 it hits you hard right. at the end man <laughs> right yeah. right well, is this supposed to be a happy song right so nice Right. But yeah, great song. Hands down, one of my favorite Stevie Wonders. And uh, there will be more Stevie Wonder in the future. Thanks. That was what you think, man. Uh, no, I, I, I like the song a lot. It, it was good. Um, you know, I, I really can't add much more to it. But I mean, it, it's one of those things like it's it's like a cautionary tale, the, the song. It, because even if, it, even if you're listen to this song and you're like, well, I ain't going to get involved in, in drugs and stuff. Still, the overall message is like, but damn, I, I work two jobs just to live in the city, right? And it's it, at some point, you're like living for the city. Like you're, you're working two jobs or you're hustling every single day just to be in this big, big place with a bunch of other people. And, and at times you're like questioning like, what for? <laughs> You know, it ain't for me, you know, or is it for me? You know, it's it's like you're it's for the city. And I think that's what the that other message is there for that. Like, you know, you know, it can swallow you whole and send you down a really dark hole. But, you know, even if it doesn't swallow you whole, what, what are you doing there? You know, <laughs> type of thing. Exactly. 
It's not so, for everybody, and it's not for. It is a cautionary tale, and, and yeah. even in there, it's that he's like he's smart, or he was smart, but he wasn't that smart to get over. And so you have to adjust yourself. Like, do you want to live this fast-paced life, or do you want to you want to do something else with yourself? So it, it's it's a gut check all the way around. And right. I definitely love it for because it's everything in place. For sure. Yeah, I like it. It's good. Oh. All right. Well, um, last train. Taj. Okay. Um, I cannot tell you where I first heard the song or when. <laughs> what I can't tell you is um, I used to sing a parody of this song <laughs> whenever I was in a computer lab in high school and I'd shut down the computers. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the song I picked is uh, Summer in the City and the band I picked it, that does it is Loving Spoonful. Hot town, summer in the city, back of my neck getting dirt and gritty. Bend down, isn't it a pity? Doesn't seem to be a shadow in the city. Um, Bring your version, Taj. I want to hear what it sounds like. <laughs> oh, my version was shut down, summer in the city, my back my neck getting hot and gritty. So it was the same thing. It was just shut down because you'd be like, shut down. <laughs> you like, waiting for the computer shut down. You're like, it's like, dang, it's taking a while. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> right? And, and and that's, I mean, really and truthfully, that's why I picked this song. Like, I don't know how I know it. It's in my brain. It's one of those songs, like, I'll just start singing it, you know? Um, I haven't done it in a while, but, like, it's one of those that's, like, embedded somewhere in my DNA. <laughs> it's like, I have no idea when I first heard it. Um, you know, I went back and listened to it for this podcast and like, it's a great song. Like, and, and I like, you know, that whole second stanza about like after the sun goes down, because that first part is just like that hot, hot heat beating down on you off the tarmac. Like you didn't see the, the waves coming off of it. You could probably fry an egg, you know, but then the sun comes down and you're like, you know, the heat's gone. I'm probably, you know, burnt up, dead tired, but I'm still going to go out and have fun now that it's cooler. <laughs> and, and so, and and that's, you know, that's what I kind of relate to is that, that say living of like, you're, you work your ass off, you're dead tired, but you're like, damn it, I'm going to have fun before I die. <laughs> and you go back out when it's cooler in the evening to, to do something. So, but yeah. Nice. This is one of those songs I used to hate. Not because I actually hated the songs, but I, I never did like when songs went from minor chords to major chords. It's flip-flop back and forth. That used to like throw me off because I felt like it was a musical rather than an actual song itself. But this is like one of the first songs that when I actually heard it and listened to it all the way through, I was like, okay, maybe not that bad. So I, I definitely know the song. I like the song. I like um, the fact that you chose it because it fits you. And now knowing that you got a, a story to shut down computers for it, it makes it even more sense. But yeah, man, I definitely like this pick for you. That was a good one. And yeah, it does, it does take you back to those summer times when, you know, it's hot. When you, you just run to the corner store to get a Coke or somebody, you know, pops the lid on a, on a fire hydrant and playing in the street in the water. So, yeah, I definitely got that feeling from it. Yeah. And, and this is a song for me. Again, it's one that came to mind immediately when when I was thinking of the theme. This was definitely, you know, on on top of my list. And I'm glad that you also picked this song. Um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, this, this is totally a city living song. 
And I've always, like, I've heard the song forever, but I always connected to Die Hard with a Vengeance because it's used perfectly at the beginning of Die Hard with a Vengeance because they're showing you those images of a hot New York City and, and you know, people walking around and people are sticky and, and then, well, then the bomb goes off. But, you know, that's something else entirely. But um, I love but that anyway. it's in the, okay. Yeah, it's awesome. So, but yeah, no, this is a great song. I, I've always, I, I like the the vocals. I like the beat. Um, it's just, it's a catchy song, and and you, uh, you could definitely sing along to it. Um, yeah, I think it's a great choice, and and uh, kudos to all of us for picking good songs this uh, this theme. So uh, I'm very proud of us. So yeah. So, so what do you think, Damon? <laughs> I, I love this song. I've always loved this song. It, it, okay. it does like embody the 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 vibes of kids and family playing in the city with fire hydrant water flying out and like DJ saying, just it, it just kind of makes me think of like yeah, like a hot summer. Um, I kind of I kind of like use that scene with my song too, but like being on like a rooftop in New York City or something, drinking drinking your. Uh, Mind tie, whatever, whatever you're drinking, cosmopolitan, and uh, sweating your ass off, <laughs> waiting for that sun to go down. All right. But yeah, like s- summer is awesome. Summer is like one of my favorite seasons, and summer in a city is like there's so much to do in cities. You know, it's it's one thing to live in the country and you know, be at peace with the you know, the birds chirping and whatever. I mean that's nice too. Um, but when you can be in a city and be around things that you like to do and um, enjoy that time. That's that's very important. So I know it's not always possible for everybody to do, but yeah, that's somewhere in the city, man. That's awesome. I gra- it's a great song, great classic. Like it. Right. So exactly. Sweet city living. City living, right? Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> so we ready to go ahead and uh, pick up that record and flip over to side B. Yeah, do it, DJ Taj Taj Mahal. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Montage Mahal. I'll go ahead and drop the needle. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Brandon, Brandon. Yes, Taj. <laughs> you you had some homework for us, didn't you? I did. Yeah. So it's kind of no secret now that I kind of maybe picked this theme, the, the side A, to coincide with my choice album. Um, so the album that that I picked that everybody listened to for this episode is actually from 1970. Surprise, surprise. Uh, it is Company, the original Broadway cast recording. So Company was a Broadway musical that did come out in 1970. The music and lyrics were by Stephen Sondheim. The book was by George Firth. Uh, the, 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 the musical was directed by Hal Price. Um, so just quick little you know, side note about my history with it. I'm actually kind of newer to this album in the last few years. Um, I've, I've known who Stephen Sondheim is. Uh, he is one of the greatest 
you know, music lyricist in, in Broadway history. I mean, he, he practically reinvented the American musical in the latter half of the 20th century. Um, I was more familiar with like Into the Woods, uh, Sunday with the Park, Sunday in the Park with George, um, Sweeney Todd. These were some of the other musicals that he had done, and I was more familiar with those. Um, and and then I came across a documentary on a Criterion channel, and I was big into documentaries at the time. Uh, and it was a, a film called um, Original Cast Album Company, and it was directed by D.A. Pennebaker. And it's an hour-long documentary, and it's basically about them recording the uh, album that you listen to. Um, it was just like a fly in the wall. Or, you know, uh, They were in the studio, and they just captured all this magic uh, for this documentary. And I became obsessed with this documentary. And I watched it like three or four times within a week. And then I went and listened to the album. And I listened to the album multiple times. And the documentary doesn't have every song in it. Um, so, you know, I listened to the album. And then I had this weird connection to it as well. Because I, I'm i like, wait a second. I've heard a couple of these songs before. And uh, it was brought to my attention by, by my wife, Amy, that in the movie Marriage Story, Adam Driver actually sings Being Alive in that movie. And I had seen that movie before. Before, but I didn't make that connection. But I'm like, oh, wait, I have heard this. And even the song Side by Side, I don't know where I've ever heard it before, but somewhere along the line, I've heard that song. But anyway, um, so yeah, that was my connection to it is, you know, I came to it late. I, I learned about it through the documentary. And, and then the album has just become one of my favorites. And I love every single song on it. Um, just a little bit more information about the, the musical itself. Um, you know, it was a production uh, from 1970. It, it played until 1972. Um, it was nominated originally for 14 Tonys. It won six of them. Um, it's an interesting musical because it's not necessarily a linear plot. It's a uh, it's a story that takes place in the mind of the central character. His name's Robert, and it's a series of like short short vignettes that are linked by his thirty fifth birthday, and it's just him with his friends that are married and and his relationships and stuff like that. It's a very unique musical because uh, they say that it was one of the first uh, first Broadway musicals that really dealt with contemporary. Uh, themes, the contemporary dating and marriage and divorce themes that weren't very uh, prevalent in those musicals at that time. Um, what else can I say before uh, I give you guys my favorite choice here? Um, yeah, I just I love I love this I love this album. I love every single song. This album brings me joy. And whenever I am, I don't know, like if I'm if I'm having like doubts or if I'm sad or I'm depressed or if I want to feel creative, I want that spark. I put on that documentary and I put on that album and I just I just feel better. Um, it's just I don't know. It's, it's such an engaging musical. And I have never seen the musical. I go by the album and I go by the documentary and I would very much love to see the album one these days. I wish I could go back to 1970. I wish I could see it with the original cast. But we have this and this is just magic in a bottle. And I adore this this album so much. 
And if I had to pick my favorite, favorite song, my favorite track, it would be very difficult. But the one I would go with is Another Hundred People that was sung by Pamela Myers. That is my favorite track on there. But there's so many that I do adore. But it's Another Hundred People would be my favorite song. So, uh, yeah, the floor is yours, guys. Or the stage is yours. All right. Do you want to go first, Damon? Yeah, I, I'll go first. So, okay, so when we're talking about musicals and musical albums, one of one of the things I was curious to know is, okay, so this was a whole album, and they were in a studio when they recorded this. Right, yes, were- right. This wasn't them recording the actual performance. This is a recording of the songs, and they did this yeah. in a studio mostly over over a day. Yeah, that's impressive. So they, yeah, very impressive too, because I've seen a lot of live musicals and plays, and I really love Broadway and stuff like that. And I, I haven't heard Company. I haven't seen Company um, mainly because I haven't branched out and looked for other shows. <laughs> If I have, I would have seen this, I'm sure. Um, and uh, I, I, I love Disney music. I love that kind of music. I think it's really good, uplifting. There's a lot of stories and messages that are, I think, positive. And if they're not positive, there's a meaning to them. And I, I really like that, you know? And I think that company actually has a great story behind it with relationships and people living in a city and the hustle and the bustle. Uh, my favorite song was Being Alive. It's funny that you mentioned that first thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Um, I haven't seen the movie with Adam Driver you said was in it? Yeah, it's called A Marriage Story with uh, Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver. Oh, I gotta see that. Okay. Um, but I, I just like the, I like the, what Being Alive kind of like brings me to is like, you know, like trying to prove to yourself yeah, there's a reason to be alive and then looking at like what's around you and what what makes you feel like to be alive and i can relate that to my relationships with my friends my wife my family and that's kind of where, where this album brought me to was a i love just musicals in general um i can listen to them when i'm when i'm studying when i'm doing work all day whatever just i i admit i really like to see a musical but to hear them too is great there's some there's a great channel also on uh sirius xm called the disney channel and like the Disney Music Channel, and a lot of their stuff is musical oriented. So, there, there's a Broadway one too. Ah, I have to check that out. Okay. Yeah, I think it's called On Broadway. Oh, awesome! Okay. Thanks for that. Yeah. So, uh, Dietrich giggling. <laughs> <laughs> is it bad to like Disney? Know, Dietrich? Only, is that bad? Uh, nah, it's not bad okay. at all. It's just every time I think of Disney, I think of certain certain musicals and things that come in my mind, especially like Jiminy Cricket or anything like that. Oh, companies solid though, man. Company's a solid album. Uh, yeah. the musical comedy, which is I'd love to see that. So thanks for that. Thanks for sharing and uh, I'll definitely have to branch out and check it out. Right. Yeah. You pissed me off with this one. Um only because one, I hadn't heard of it before and I was like going into it thinking, Oh god, it's a musical. I'm I'm gonna have to 
straight up here and listen to it. And then, like, once I got past the second song, I'm like, I'm actually, like, wrapped up in the story of what's actually going on. And I'm actually, like, I can see the stage and get the visual of, of how everybody's moving around while they're, while they're sitting in their little parts and, 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 and what's coming in between and how somebody's looking and, and the whole nine. So, yeah, I was kind of pissed off that you wrapped me up in this one. Man. That was actually <laughs> yeah, a great pick. Um, my, my favorite song on here <laughs> for us that are married folk, um, the married men in general, definitely uh, hear the tune with me while I was working out. And it was uh, Sorry Grateful. Um, that that was like that blew my mind uh, only because it's you're, you're basically in, in, a, in a, a vortex. You don't know how to feel. You, you're, you're, you're sad about being married. You're happy about being married. Everything does not make sense. You see her. You're great. And then she leaves the room and you're right back to wondering, like, what if I didn't marry how do I feel being married? Oh, uh, being married is great. Waking up to the person you know you love somebody, they're good, and then it's not good, and then they get on your nerves, and then like you want to like throw a two by four at their head when they're sleeping, and then all types of crazy things go through your mind. And it's like that song just hit the epitome of being married for a man because every moment you're second guessing what the hell you were thinking when you got married, but then you're kind of happy that you did. But then it's like, yeah, I'm all over the place. So that was that was definitely my. Um, especially when you know they're trying to set them up with coworkers, and and it's like you know why would you get married? What, you know you can you can sleep with anyone you want. You can uh, you know wake up and breakfast and you know and do all this other stuff. Why you want to get married for that? Why you want to ruin that? You can go on trips. <laughs> why, why would you want to get married? You can go on trips. You can do whatever you want to do. Why are you doing this? And it's like a total back end play of what every married man thinks when he's talking to a single friend. It's like I have to live vicariously through you. I can't. I can't do what you do. Like, why are you wasting your time away trying to find somebody? Be with everybody type situation. So that's what I got out of it. But yeah, I, I definitely love the story and how it played out and uh, just singing in general. And now I can't get the damn Bobby out of my head. Like, I've got one of my best friends' names with Bobby. And now I'm thinking about sending it to him so he can get it stuck in his head just like it's stuck in mine. So yeah, <laughs> kudos to you, man. I'm pissed off it in a half. Nice. So, um, yeah. Uh, Brandon, what what you do to me? I mean, it, I'll admit that. So I gave it the first listen, and I was I was heading out of town uh, for a bachelor party. So like this guy messed me up, giving it the whole first listen, and then like, oh shit, I'm going to a bachelor party, and then it's like trying to find time to listen to this during it. You know, when there's a lull, and it's like, yeah, it ain't happening, and I can't like be playing this loud, you know. Um, so you know, I gave it a second listen. It it took it took a second listen uh, to to finally appreciate it. So the so on the musical side, what was frustrating me was that like I couldn't get the whole story, and yet the tunes themselves sometimes didn't feel like they stood alone. Like because it stood together as a whole musical, right? And especially when he reused elements at the beginning of certain songs, and so it, it took me a while. But then I got over that. I got over the fact that I got glimpses of the story and I could, my imagination could fill in parts of it, but there was parts where like, you know, you're between 
like, where's it between like uh, poor baby and TikTok, and then you hit Barcelona, and you're like, who is this chick in Barcelona? Like, he, I have no idea because I haven't seen the, the story, right? I just know he's with some chick, and he's asking her to stay, and then she's like, nope, I gotta leave. And so, um, but yeah, the, the one that got me, the one that finally got me turned around was probably um, you could drive a person crazy because what he was doing musically with the notes. It was like, I see what you're doing. <laughs> like, before, it was like, I thought it was just his stick. But then once you got to that one, he's like, oh, he's he's really playing with the music and the notes that, that they're singing. And, and it's not just all a stick of having them sing as fast as possible or have people alternate singing different lines. You know, he was... So yeah, <laughs> it it took me a while, um, but yeah, I liked it. And then I did watch the documentary. It, the the one thing I want to mention that I had noticed that from that is like he this was his first doing the music and the lyrics. So he, he had done West Side Story and then he'd done Gypsy, but they only hired him to do the lyrics. They wouldn't let him do the music. And this was his first baby. They got to do the lyrics and the music together. So, um, and so, yeah, I, I liked it. So my pick, my pick, it's funny. It's a toss up. It's between either another hundred people or, um, the other one is the little things you do together. <laughs> that song is just like, especially the opening part, like, you know, like come at me. <laughs> it's like, okay. And he's like, well, I could block that. Nope. It's not blockable. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> so Yeah. And, and for I was trying to find that that voice, that uh, actress's voice. I thought it was a different actress because it sounded very familiar to somebody else. But when I looked up the cast and crew, it wasn't who I thought it was. But I thought it was somebody else. So, but yeah, but the the uh, yeah, it, I enjoyed the album. <laughs> I did. I didn't. I mean, I knew I liked musicals, but then this just threw me off because it's like a totally different type of musical. And and to be honest, so I haven't seen Into the Woods or Sweeney Todd or um, In the Park with – I haven't seen any of those uh, musicals. <laughs> yeah, I'm just being honest. <laughs> Don't be honest. I've seen Sweeney Todd. I haven't cool. seen Company. I didn't know Company existed, but – I, I think also with you, Taj, maybe like, do you like watching a musical as opposed to listening to it? Cause that's, I prefer that. That's yeah. kind of where I, you know what I mean? Well, it, except for like Hamilton, I've listened to three times before I ever saw it. That's a different type never. of musical too, right? I will never watch Hamilton. Oh, you'll never watch it? No, okay. I'm going against it. Okay. At all costs, I will never watch Hamilton. Okay. So. Well, I want to see this documentary too. Now I got to see it. Yeah. Uh, and Brandy, you had sent us the link to it. I just had not time to watch it, but I'm going to check it out maybe this weekend. But, yeah. Uh, I I think I would enjoy watching Company for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and he's still in. And I was just going to say really quick, like if you if you look up a synopsis of Act One and Act Two. Mm-hmm. The songs will make more sense as well, but yeah. I didn't even look up the uh, the the synopsis until many many listens later, uh, and I still enjoyed it without even knowing what actually happens. But you actually get more yeah. of a feel for the characters and who the characters are and who who's singing. Um, you know, like right. for example, that one song Todd you mentioned, like you can you can drive a person crazy. That's actually like he, Robert has three girlfriends in this musical, oh, and dang. and that's his three girlfriends all talking about him. Oh, gotcha. So 
Okay. And they sound pissed. <laughs> <laughs> and and that, that Barcelona song is one of the girls. She's a, a flight attendant, and she's going to leave to go to Barcelona, and he kind of says whatever he needs to say because he wants to seduce her and wants to be with her that night and doesn't want her to leave. Mm. Yeah, this would be great to watch. I mean, it's it's a really good story, and I think just having that play. Yeah. What's the, that'd be awesome the, the other the other thing to throw out there is so what's interesting is like when you watch the documentary they, they mention it twice like how it was impressed upon that this is the final like this is about to be the most perfect final version of this song and I don't know what time they started but they were up until like 5.30 in the morning the thing that, that's funny about Barcelona and I'm curious on he has that yawn yeah, in the middle I'm of the song always- it, I have always wondered about one? that. I yeah. don't know. Like, I don't know. See, I kind of feel like maybe it is meant to be in there only because it's late at night in the musical and he doesn't want doesn't want her to leave. But it's like she needs to. And maybe he's getting tired of trying to convince her to stay. Right. But at the same time, when they're filming that part, it's already like three in the morning. And you're like, that seems like a pretty legit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's no longer booty call time. That's you stay the night over. Wake up, we eat breakfast in the morning type. <laughs> right? Yeah. So. It definitely yeah. makes sense. And I, and I do feel it's timeless, you know, and there's there's been revivals of, of this musical several times, and I think it's still relevant today, you know? Yeah. Not much has changed. Like, you, you listen to the lyrics, and, like, this could still be going on. Right? Literally, yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for taking that journey. I know it's a little different than what what we normally listen to, right? But so yeah, culture. You open up our eyes to something new. Yes, I'm right. more cultured now. Right. Culture, right. or maybe I'm less sophisticated. Culture. Yeah, I'm yeah. sophisticated. I'll listen to a Broadway musical. Right. The guy in this is, is he cultured or not? I don't know. Is he sophisticated or is he just a like a slime ball? Oh. I don't know. It, so I will say what's interesting is it, I briefly I didn't I just barely started. it. There's a 2011 version with Neil Patrick Harris as the lead. Like this this other guy that's in the 1970s. I, he does I, a lot of Broadway. Neil Patrick. Harris. I heard him a lot more. Like, like I liked the, yeah. the 1970 version over over the 2011 Neil Patrick Harris. But yeah. Yeah. So. Sweet. Oh. Sweet. Are we just try and dig on Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> No, I'm not trying. I mean, he's, to a, he's, he's actually a really good. He's a really good. Uh, I, I know he is. I'm just saying. Constantly doing something the other sucks. Read all about it. Uh, how dare you talk smack about MPH? <laughs> MPH like, you know, is a national treasure, and, right? You like the Harold and Kumar movies or no? <laughs> right. Wow. Come on, Taj. I know. I know. What else you got to say? Nothing. I don't get anything else to say. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All right, let's let's leave Taj alone. Okay. okay. But before okay, we pick sorry. up that needle, um, Diedrich, do you have some homework for us? No, I don't. So you can okay, just and with that, <laughs> <laughs> guys, uh, yeah, uh, last I, I do actually have homework. Um, so we have uh, another theme coming up next week, of course, and this one is kind of 
close to heart because it's you know all about me and in my situation and everybody else it'll be about them but the album that i chose on this, this specific song i was going to say pacific it's a specific song that's on that album that's actually close to my heart and uh i'll just go ahead and tell the album the album is billy joel 1977's the stranger so go check that out listen to it let me know what y'all think about it and then uh we'll talk about the, the relevance of that situation okay. nice I like it. I'm okay with this. I'm looking, forward, I'm looking forward to find out which tracks are on there because I've I've actually listened to quite a bit quite a bit of Billy Joel. So yeah, so I'm I'm excited. So nice. Yeah. All cool. right. See, well, I uh, once every once in a while. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now is this one another like two hours longer? <laughs> so, no. No. <laughs> Somebody else picked an album from the seventies. <laughs> crazy, right? What? <laughs> it's kind of like we have just like a bunch of different podcasts mashed up in one. Right, and that's awesome, right? So, all right. Well, this has been uh, Trace Tracks. You can find us on our website of tracetracks.com with a Z, or email us at tracetracks at, uh, at gmail.com with a Z again. Uh, please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Let's go ahead and sign out. I've been Taj. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. And I'm Dietrich. Nope. Uh, you're Bobby. You're Billy Bobby Booby Bobby. Exactly. We're going to pick up the needle, but y'all keep spinning those choice tracks.